Business Desk Today is the podcast for New Zealand business leaders. Your daily business briefing from the team at businessdesk.co.nz. Good morning and welcome to Business Desk Today, our daily podcast summarizing the day's top stories. It's Thursday, the 14th of September, and I'm your host, Jock Stienkamp. In today's episode, we look at Will New Zealand Rugby sidestep its New Zealand investor syndication, global economic slowdown weighs on red meat prices, and where the bloody hell are the listings. But first, our lead story this morning comes from Riley Kennedy, who writes that developer Tony Gates has lost his appeal. The Court of Appeal has dismissed property developer Tony Gates' attempt to appeal part of a ruling ordering him to pay more than $380,000 to a civil contractor over an Auckland development. Gapes went to the Court of Appeal, arguing the judge was wrong in finding the email Gapes sent to Dempsey Woods was misleading and deceptive under the Fair Trading Act that they relied on and that it had caused them loss. For the breaches of a Companies Act, he also appealed the finding that Gapes created a substantial risk of serious loss to creditors by allowing Panama to continue trading from November 2015. Gabes also appealed the finding that the obligation to Dempsey Wood started after the email was sent, rather when the contract was first entered into on September 2014, and that it did not have a reasonable basis for believing that Panama could meet its obligations to the civil contractor. The appeal went to a hearing in October last year before Justices Forrest Miller Brendan Brown and Murray Gilbert. Their judgment was released on Tuesday, dismissing the Gabe's appeal over the FTA. Moving on, and Paul Macbeth writes as part of a Pieces of Silver investigative podcast series that New Zealand rugby's third investment tranche of up to $100 million will be the first step towards bringing local investors under the black jersey's wing if it goes ahead. US private equity firm Silver Lake has already injected $200 million into the domestic game over two lots, which has filtered down to the provincial unions and their clubs, capitalized for New Zealand rugby commercial entity, and set up a legacy fund to help provide another income stream for the sporting administrator and its stakeholders. The revised deal, brought about by the New Zealand Rugby Players Association, digging in its heels over some terms of the original transaction, includes another round of new investment coming from local institutions. Players Association Chief Executive Rob Nickel told Business Desk's Pieces of Silver inside the Silver Lake Deal podcast that the player's goal is for Silver Lake to succeed in helping turn New Zealand rugby's commercial operations into a global powerhouse and then sell back its interest to local investors. Moving on, and Riley Kennedy also writes this morning, the two of the country's largest meat processors have put out forecasts until the end of the year, both signaling challenges ahead. The slowdown in the Chinese economy has put significant pressure on New Zealand exports there, particularly red meat and dairy products. Added to that, the wider global economy and a lack of consumer spending due to high inflation is also having an impact. Time for a quick break.
welcome back. In an opinion piece, Paul Macbeth asks where the bloody hell are the listings and says hundreds of New Zealand companies could happily join the NZX. However, there have been no listings this year and none are likely to happen. He goes on to write that it's official, it's cheaper to list on the New Zealand Stock Exchange than on Australia Security Exchange. So why aren't we awash with new listings? Find out what his conclusions are and more on other stories mentioned today by visiting our website at www.businessdesk.co.nz. Moving on and Greg Hurrell writes that the government needs to decide if it wants to take a hands-on, hands-off role in any biodiversity credit market in New Zealand, a consultancy group has advised. A biodiversity credit scheme would allow businesses, individuals and charities to buy credits to restore and preserve nature on private land. A new Ministry for the Environment report lays out the options for setting up a voluntary biodiversity credit scheme, which the Ministry is now consulting on. The report, prepared by climate change investment and advisory firm Pollination, said the government needs to sound out the market and other stakeholders on how to run any scheme designed to reverse environmental damage. Also out this morning is Peter Griffin's weekly tech column discussing that a major uptick in spending on digital services would be hard to justify whoever wins the upcoming election and the Business of Tech podcast featuring Business Desk editor Patrick Smalley. On Wednesday, the New Zealand share market broke a sequence of down days with a welcome half percent rise, helped by a positive financial result from big retailer Briscoe Group. The S&P NZX50 index sprung into life mid-afternoon and closed at the day's high of 11.357.12, up 0.52%, after reaching a low of 11.264.49. There were 62 gainers and 58 decliners on the main board, with 23.61 million share transactions, with $94.46 million changing hands. And lastly, don't forget to test your smarts, in our daily Quizness Desk quiz, out at 9.15am. That's all from me, Jock Steenkamp. Have a great day.